to Fatal Follower Presents. It is the Halloween season in full force. So I challenge listeners, what are you going to be doing for the Halloween season festivities? Are you going to be giving out candy, dressing up, partying, watching some horror movies on the big screen? Hit me up with some of your activities and feel free to send me pictures of your costumes. I am always looking for cool ideas for uh, what I should be uh, dressing as for Halloween. All right, so it is a packed episode with some recommendations, maybe some higher than the others, but I'm going to get into it first with a uh, screen that I got to check out ahead of time from RLJE and Shudder. It's called Suitable Flesh, directed by Joe Lynch. So this stars Heather Graham, Judah Lewis, Bruce Davidson, Jonathan Shesh, and Barbara Crampton. Uh, great cast in this, I have to have to say. Um, so what is this about? Psychiatrist Elizabeth Derby becomes obsessed with helping a young patient suffering extreme personality disorder, but it leads her into dark occult danger as she tries to escape a horrific fate. So... I'm just going to briefly read um, the director's statement from Joe Lynch. He said that basically when he was growing up, um, he was huge into H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator. And that was obviously directed, if you don't know, by the great late Stuart Gordon. Uh, Stuart Gordon, he put out a ton of uh, his interpretations of Lovecraft. Uh, From Beyond is, is another one that a lot of people may not know about. Dagon is a really good one. Um, of course, the Reanimator series, the franchise essentially as a whole. Um, this movie, Suitable Flesh, I think fits nicely into that Stuart Gordon, uh, Brian Usna universe. Uh, it plays up the body horror. It plays up that darkness within and that unknowing evil within the void, which is predominant in Lovecraft's um, thematic thematic materials, whether it's in adaption form, whether it's in book form. Um, it, it has all of those things to uh, combined with an interesting story that's got a little bit of sarcastic humor, great gore in this. And I always love seeing Bruce Davidson in movies. I always forget about him as an actor. He's been in so many things. Um, and so it's it's cool to see him here as this villainous character. I will just, it's not really a spoiler if you watch the trailer, but you'll, you'll get an idea of what's happening. But um, I would say if you get a chance, definitely check it out. Uh, It's going to be debuting this week. So look forward to that. Um, I think if I was going to rate this in any way, um, I, this is one that I would definitely revisit. Um, It's one that I would possibly pick up. Um, I would say it's probably like a six out of 10. I was hoping for a little bit more meat to the story itself. Um, but 
for the most part, it does sort of play like an extended episode of Tales from the Crypt or Creepshow. Uh, there's not a lot to it, but what you do get is some interesting performances. And uh, Heather Graham puts in a interesting uh, dual performance. So very, very cool. Um, so yeah, so I would say pretty, pretty good recommendation. Uh, it's going to be available in theaters and everywhere uh, you rent movies this October 27th, which is in a few days. So definitely check that out when you can. So one thing that I try not to do is say, this is the worst movie ever, this is the best movie ever, or this is the best of this year uh, before the year is over. However, I do get a little excited when I watch a movie that I'm like, I think I'm going to call it that that may be the best that I've seen this year. Um, and it may be one that's unexpected. This one completely took me by surprise. And uh, so far, this is my favorite of the year. And it's totally killer from 2023. It just quietly dropped on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure if it's going to get a physical release. Um, I did already order an awesome bootleg copy of that. But I would like to see this released as a lovely Blu-ray um, that has some extras on it for example, but um, yeah, totally killer. Uh, directed by, I'm gonna pronounce this uh, as best as I can, Nanchka Khan. And uh, it was released initially uh, on uh, uh, September 28th, but there was so much on the last episode that I didn't get to fit it in. And I wanted to uh, emphasize a little bit more towards the spooky season that this is a really fun horror watch. So if you're looking for something um, along the lines of like Scream or Freaky or Happy Death Day to You or even like Final Girls, I think you'll get a lot out of this movie. Not only is it a really good comedy movie, but it's a really good slasher movie too. Um, so this movie is about 35 years after the shocking murders of three teens, an infamous killer returns on Halloween night to claim a fourth victim. When 17-year-old Jamie comes face-to-face with the masked maniac, she accidentally time travels back to 1987. Forced to navigate the unfamiliar culture, Jamie teams up with her teenage mother to take down the psycho once and for all. And yes, there is that Back to the Future edge to the story. Um, Totally into, totally killer. I would say out of 10, I would rate this pretty high at a 9 out of 10. Um, It's it hit all the beats. It had really good kills in this, really good gore, a really touching uh, scene with uh, characters in this uh, that kind of catapults the the action and, and what's exactly going to happen. Um, had some of those moments where you're like almost like teary because of how sweet uh, the story turns out. But it was really fun. A lot of interesting uh, interactions with the main character being a uh, Gen Zer going into a Gen X territory. So I thought that was in a younger Gen X X territory. Um, So I thought that was interesting dynamic, uh, really clever, clever uh, reveal on the motive for the killers, killer killers, and uh, how it played out. And I've always wanted to see some sort of horror scene in a Gravitron because Gravitrons um, can be kind of creepy. I mean, you're literally could take your, your, your belt off and walk around in a Gravitron and, 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 and mess with people. So this, uh, 
definitely has a scene in this that it was really cool the way it was done. So I'll stop gushing over this. You should definitely check it out. This is a high recommend for me. Uh, totally killer. All right. So moving into another horror movie that I was pretty excited for. Um, because I've started to not only appreciate the franchise of VHS, but I've also started to really enjoy the latter sequels, specifically 94 and 99, I think have been the strongest of the franchise. Um, VHS 85 may not be the strongest for me, uh, but it was highly enjoyable. And um, yeah, so I, I dug it and I encourage you to check it out too. It will, it is available now to stream on Shutter, AMC Plus and so forth. And it, you can rent it, of course, if you have like Prime Video or whatever. Um, so basically it's described as a heart pounding journey into the grim underbelly of the forgotten 80s through five tales of terror on a taped over made for TV documentary. So this has many uh, directors, Gigi Suaguero, uh, Scott Derrickson, Mike P. Nelson, David Bruckner, Natasha Kermani. Um, so I think this does have my favorite wraparound segment, uh, and that's directed by David Bruckner, who brought us The Night House. He also uh, recently, as of last year, did the Hellraiser um, sort of reboot, which I thought was pretty amazing, and I enjoyed that one. Um, so I think he does a really good job of the wraparound in this. It's it's highly creepy in a lot of ways, and it's highly uh, fun in others. And uh, the payoff on it is, is spectacular. Um, so I, I definitely recommend checking out the David Bruckner wraparound, of course. Uh, the Scott Derrickson segment is really creepy and seedy and sleazy. And uh, I really dug it. I think out of all of them, I think that one may have been the creepiest one, certainly. Um, really good, uh, disturbing uh, gore. Um, you can tell after watching it that he's the guy that brought it on the um, the tapes on uh, Sinister. So it has that, that vibe to it. Um, but overall, uh, really good. Gigi uh, Swale Guerrero, sorry, <laughs> having a hard time pronouncing uh, that name. Um, she also uh, debuts a really interesting segment in this that uh, has a little bit of uh, cultural historical perspective to it that I think uh, a lot of people that know their uh, Mexico culture will will dig. Uh, so high recommend on that one. Uh, for me, that one's probably like a seven out of 10. Um, not my favorite of the three that have recently come out but it is pretty, pretty strong. Um, so I recommend you give it a go. Another one that popped up on Shudder recently was called The Puppet Man. And it's one that I, when I first saw the trailer, I was intrigued because I always liked that concept in uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street when, in, in part three with the puppet kill with the strings of veins and Freddy controlling this kid. And I always thought that would be an interesting um, way to show uh, a killer or a slasher. And I think this movie does a good job of that. There are other movies that, that have that concept like Fallen or even the movie Shocker where you're like jumping bodies and there's that control aspect. Uh, with this one, it does it in an interesting way uh, because we're not sure 
the character, the main character in this, you know, it's, it's very unreliable narrator sort of thing thrown in. Um, whereas in those other movies, you know, that this is happening and there's this particular killer. This one plays a lot with that psychological horror aspect. So I think it did good, uh, but it's about the puppet man a convicted killer on death row. He's always maintained his innocence and that it was an evil force controlling his body as he slaughtered his victims. Now, Michael, the killer's daughter, begins to suspect that there may be some truth to her father's claim when those around her begin to die in brutal ways. She must try and break the curse of the puppet man before all her loved ones are killed. Uh, this one is pretty gruesome. I would say if, if you like the movie Smile, for example, where it has that odd uh, sort of off-kilter vibe, um, that that sort of grim and nihilistic um, overarching theme to it. I think you'll dig this one. This is this doesn't ever reach the heights of Smile for me, but it is a really uh, nice nice companion movie in, in a sense. Um, but and you'll once you see it and you and you go to the very end of the movie, you'll get what I'm saying by that. Um, it almost could fit in that world, but it's, it's, it's different, but I, I recommend it. Um, I think out of 10, I would probably give it like a six and a half out of 10, a seven out of 10, really well done, uh, really grim, uh, vibe though, coming out of it. So you definitely want to pair it with something that's not smile, maybe something a little happier, <laughs> like totally killer, for example. Um, so, so that is the puppet man, which you can check out now. All right, so one that um, also I got to check out ahead of time on Shudder, which is the season four of Creepshow. And uh, this has six lovely episodes. Um, really strong, really, uh, as, this, as this series progresses, you can tell that Greg Nicotero, the, the man behind the directing of a lot of these, and behind the writing and behind the creation and, and he he owns the the k and b studios that does the gore and does the practical effects you can tell that all of the elements of greg nicotero from writing to directing to uh, obviously all the special effects have always been top top notch but you can tell that the quality has just gone up completely um there is a um some some celebrities in this that I wasn't expecting, some directors um, that I wasn't expecting. So it's, it's it's a cool series that you should definitely check out. Of course, it's anthology style, so you can hop in at any time. It doesn't have to, you don't have to watch them in consecutive order. Um, but as they dropped the whole fourth season altogether, I did binge this over a couple days and I really enjoy uh, this series. Can't wait to pick it up when it comes out. I, I am a huge fan of the Creep Show. Uh, verse overall. Um, I think on this one, there were two episodes that really stood out to me. The very first one and the very last one. Uh, the very first one, it's called 20 Minutes with Cassandra. And then the other one is called Smile, funny enough. Um, the 20 Minutes with Cassandra is, I think, one of the strongest uh, episodes of this of this season because of what is overall happening but but not only that but just the idea and the theme i don't think has ever really been something that i've come across and i i thought it was really interesting concept and a really thoughtful way of explaining uh, a certain type of psychosis and i 
really enjoyed 20 minutes with Cassandra. It's definitely been uh, one of the strongest ones this season and, and one of the more memorable memorable uh, segments that I've seen in a while. Um, really great practical effects in that. Two phenomenal actresses that you may recognize from uh, the fall of the House of Usher and a really cool idea. Um, so definitely check that segment out. Um, there is another one that I think is really strong um, called Something Burrowed. Uh, that is a really fun, um, it's a really fun segment, I would say. Um, it does have Tom um, uh, Holland on it that uh, you will recognize. So plays an interesting character on that. Um, but the other one that I thought really stood out was the George Romero in 3D and Baby Teeth. That's the last sec. That's the last episode. Baby Teeth specifically, though, I thought was a really interesting way to tell the story that they were going to tell from uh, Celtic mythology. So I think you'll really get a, a huge um, uh, entertainment out of that. Really, really fun. Uh, great practical effect creature in Baby Teeth. Uh, really creepy idea. So definitely recommend that one. The George Romero in 3D was pretty awesome as well. A really interesting way of how they brought uh, George Romero to life uh, from a comic book perspective. And uh, I think I think you should check out this. This is a good series to pop in when you want something short and you want something creepy for the Halloween season. So one that I got to check out uh, from actually on YouTube for free is Never Hike Alone 2. It is set as a direct sequel to Never Hike Alone from 2017. It picks up right with uh, Crystal Lake's haunted son, Tommy Jarvis, played by Tom Matthews, who has all but given up on his search for the long-lost Jason Voorhees, which is played by Vincente DeSante, and that um, is the director as well. So the thing that does this does really well with is it establishes a universe, I think, which has kind of always been missing out of the Friday the 13th movies. Like you've never really gotten to see, I mean, in a lot of the slasher movies, you get to see like there's the cops that are on the cop force or the EMTs, but you never see, you never see any follow-up with them as far as like storytelling goes. Um, depending on the location, like if you see the counselors, well, they're all going to get killed and you don't ever see other interactions. So with this, it does set up a universe, which I do appreciate. I think um, it does a really good job of getting to meet the EMTs in this, getting to see how the police forces ran, um, and then getting to see the people that visit the campgrounds. And, and the idea of all these murders taking place, but then there's still skepticism about Jason Voorhees. And so I liked that concept that Jason Voorhees isn't, isn't really known because if you think about it, thinking about the franchise of Friday the 13th after Jason X, it would be known that he is exists, right? Um, or at least there could be a conspiracy theory from it based off of what happens of how they capture Jason. So I think that this does a reset in a way that's really good that can pick up right after part six, um, but either way, a strong recommendation, uh, obviously the director, uh, Vincente DeSanti plays Jason in a phenomenal way. I would love to see him, even if, uh, obviously he may not get, uh, any, any more from, uh, Friday the 13th, other than doing these amazing fan films. But if he did, 
get a chance to at least be part of the creative process for a new Jason Voorhees movie, I would love to just see him play Jason because he does a great job. Um, he has the built and he, and he just has that classic vibe about him that uh, I really dig. This has elements of it that go back to that creepiness of Jason Voorhees and uh, really good job of the flashback scene uh, with Tommy Jarvis and uh, overall strong recommend um, even if they don't continue uh, this is a self-contained sequel to Never Hike Alone I really like Never Hike Alone as as its own thing uh, but this picks up after that and you do get to see a little bit more so I recommend it and it's on YouTube for free uh, I would say out of 10 I would give this a strong 7 out of 10 Okay, so uh, Fall of the House of Usher. Um, recently got to check that out on Netflix. It dropped and immediately binged it in one whole day. Uh, my uh, bottom was sore from sitting, I'll just say, because that is at least uh, eight hours of sitting in between getting up for snacks. But it was worth it. Are you a Poe fan? Do you love Edgar Allan Poe? Do you love his adaptions? Do you love the old Roger Corman adaptions from uh, the 60s, 50s, 60s, uh, 70s? Do you like Edgar Allan Poe in the rawest form, his stories? Um, I think you'll get a lot out of the fall of the House of Usher because of several ways. First, Mike Flanagan always does a good job with, with directing and writing. Um, he brought the team... Uh, that you see from The Haunting of Bly Manor, The Haunting of Hill House. Um, so he always has a strong troupe of actors, solid storytelling uh, with how it weaves into the history of family members, but also how each episode is a celebration of an Edgar Allan Poe story. And it just ends in the most spectacular way with some enormous payoff and catharsis. Um, high recommendation for anyone that is looking for um, catharsis with their horror. If if you want to if you want to go into it knowing it's a slow burn, you know, eight episodes later you get that. Uh, but you do get a little bit in between, of course. But especially with how it plays out. Episode two, though, super highlight for me. It was incredibly gory, incredibly crazy. Uh, Mask of the Red Death. Um, I love it. And uh, I highly recommend you checking it out at any time, not just spooky season, of course, but uh, it, it just is a really well told uh, story about the ushers and their house crumbling beneath them and why it does. And um, it's interesting to see people like that, that, um, you know, these billionaires, this pharmaceutical company and, and all of the repercussions from the opioid crisis, you get to see them now eat um, all of the stuff that has happened because of their choices. Um, they, they're lying in the bed they made. They're eating the dirt that they've given. So I, I love that. And it's, it's, it's great. It's needed because there's so much negativity around us nonstop, whether it's in life, it you know online so it's good to have that catharsis at the end of the day you know with the escapism and so check it out high recommend uh 10 out of 10 for me all right so the last thing i'm going to recommend as far as 
uh, movie series goes is a really fun indie feature directed by Tori Jones called Phantom Fun World. It's about employees of the indoor fun park Phantom Fun World find themselves targeted by a masked killer obsessed with the fictional character of the Phantom and the park's jaded history. The way I could describe it is it's got a little bit of Scooby-Doo and it's got a little bit of um, Five Nights at Freddy, Willy's Wonderland kind of vibe to it. And I say that because it takes place in one of those sort of theme park restaurant things like a Chuck E. Cheese, but with like more of an amusement park, you know, in it. Um, But Phantom Fun World is a really fun, you know, it's not a game changer in any way, but it establishes a mythology for this masked killer. The mask is really cool. The killer is really fun. Some really gory deaths. some characters that you root for and a really bonkers ending. And it's, it's what we love in the teen slashers of the nineties. And I think this would fit perfectly in with those uh, direct to um, video releases that came out after scream, you know, one of these uh, would fit nicely with, with, with that, with that uh, timeframe. So I recommend this. And I think it's fun. Um, out of 10, I would give this a solid indie horror movie, 7 out of 10. Um, this is one that I would completely pick up. And uh, and uh, also that poster. That poster is awesome. Um, I, you know, I always say this on the show. You don't have to uh, do a lot in a movie for me to be pleased. And one of the things that I really love is a masked slasher with a cool backstory and picking off a group of people. And you know, it, it did that and uh, it, it's cool. So definitely check that out. It is on Tubi actually, or Freebie for free. All right, so switching gears, uh, there is a few, there are a few uh, recommendations for books. Uh, the first one is a short read. So if you are looking to squeeze something in for the spooky season, it's The Woman in Black. Um, it's from a, actually it's a, a 1983 novel from Susan Hill. Uh, It's about a mysterious specter that haunts a small English town. Um, There is also a television movie based uh, from it from 89. And then in 2012, another film adaption uh, the one that is starring Daniel Radcliffe. Um, So far it's, it's, I haven't finished it yet, but it's really fun. It sets that um, Gothic horror tone and um, you will get some of the, the, the spooky gothic horror that you're looking for, whether you are a huge fan of like Hammer movies or even the Universal classics, it has that time period uh, horror element that um, that a lot of people like during this season, that classic horror Halloween vibe. So I recommend you checking it out. Um, again, um, I know how it ends, but I'm just reading it just to have a little short uh, nugget for the Halloween week. But one that I um, I would like to recommend i haven't finished it yet but it is got that um halloween uh atmosphere vibe and it's from one of my favorite fun horror authors ruby jean jensen and it's called pendulum heather's fortune telling booth was the big hit of the halloween carnival put on by her sixth grade class and it was all due to the strange device the old raggedy man had left her on her doorstep Now, people were lining up in droves, eager to have their futures foretold by the little girl with the pendulum swinging eerily under its own power, back and forth, and back and forth. 
For most, the pendulum predicted good things, births, trips, success. But whenever the small metal arrow swung toward the word death, those people would inevitably die in bizarre and gruesome ways. And they were the lucky ones. For they were spared the most terrifying fate of all, the hideous destiny awaiting those for whom Heather's pendulum promised unspeakable horrors. Um, that is the synopsis of the year, folks. Uh, so it, I mean, it, you don't really need much else. That's what happens. It's, it's got those gruesome deaths and uh, plays it very supernatural slasher. Um, love Ruby Jean, love Ruby Jean Jensen as an author. She has um, that way of bringing the supernatural slasher horror uh, goods, if you will. Uh, she's a definite comfort read author. And uh, yeah, I think I think you'll get a lot out of it. Um, I, I've read other books from her like Jump Rope or Annabelle that are really fantastic. Um, I didn't realize this one was a Hall Halloween set. And um, it's one of those that would easily uh, be a fast read for those of you that are willing to put in the effort. Uh, it is like maybe 300 pages or so, um, but it's uh, it's a quick read. So I think you'll dig it for the Halloween season. And that's it. You know, it's a short burst of Halloween energy going your way. Um, I hope you have a safe holiday and uh, continue to reach out to me as you always do. Um, I always look forward to my interactions with you all and uh, I appreciate your support. So as always, you can check out Fatal Follower Presents, a podcast on Facebook, Horror Amino, and reach out to me at Fatal Follower Presents at Gmail. Stay safe, stay spooky, and check out all of the horror. Bye-bye. <laughs>